Welcome to the Expert Series brought to you by the Lupus Foundation of America. Our health education team is here to bring you experts in lupus to discuss topics to help you live better. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Lauren and I'll be your host. I am very excited today to welcome Wendy Rogers, Senior Manager, Community Outreach and Engagement with the Lupus Foundation of America and Lupus Warrior. She'll be sharing her experience with lupus nephritis and the resources that she found helpful along the way. Wendy has been living with lupus for 21 years and has had quite a journey. Without a doubt, you will be inspired by her story and hopefully will find the resources that we share helpful as you continue to live well with lupus nephritis. So thank you, Wendy, for joining us today. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. I'm so happy to connect with you and our lupus community. Yes, I'm so thrilled to have you. It's been a really great spring with a lot of updates on the lupus nephritis front. And so what we really wanted to do today is have you speak about your experience with lupus nephritis and really empower everyone out there to be experts of their own um, their own experience and what, you know, their own bodies. And I hope your story today can inspire a lot of folks. So what most people probably don't know is that we work very closely together here at the Lupus Foundation of America. And I have to say, I'm inspired by you all the time. Uh, when we create Aww. resources <laughs> and educational material for people with lupus, we really do consider the people that are living with lupus as experts of their own bodies and of their own needs. And so our resources are based on direct feedback from what we hear from the community, whether that be from our support groups, our programs, or the inquiries that are received by health education specialists, and also from you, because you know uh, what your experience has been and you share that. So I'm grateful that you're willing to share a bit more today and um, talk about the resources that have made it easier to manage the disease. So to start, Wendy, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with lupus? When were you diagnosed and were you immediately diagnosed with lupus nephritis or did that take a while? Well, as you mentioned, I was diagnosed uh, a little over uh, 20 years ago. I was diagnosed officially in 2000, even though I know now I've been living with lupus much longer. I started having symptoms of lupus, most of the common symptoms such as fatigue, um, joint pain, and then symptoms started being added on. And one of the things I did notice among my first symptoms um, was swelling in my ankles. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what this was. I didn't know why this was. And it was pretty much something that kind of came with the beginning diagnosis. But unfortunately, nephritis was not something that was determined when I first got the initial diagnosis of, of lupus. But looking back, once I was uh, diagnosed, I actually realized I was having nephritis um, symptoms, but didn't know what that was. So I, I initially got the diagnosis of lupus. And after we went through lab tests, I had a kidney biopsy, which determined that lupus had indeed affected my kidneys. And so what was not known to me was I was actually having lupus nephritis issues probably prior to 
my uh, official diagnosis. And so the journey kind of started from there with lupus nephritis. Unfortunately for me, my, my lupus flare was pretty aggressive and I ended up actually being hospitalized and, and treated. And one of the things that had to be treated right away was my kidney. I did have kidney failure. And for me, I started a journey with chemotherapy to, to try to treat my kidney issues. And so that's kind of where everything started. And just to back up a little bit, once I got the diagnosis, the lab tests were done um, to determine how severely or how active the lupus was. And it was noticed right away that I actually had proteinuria, which meant that my kidneys were leaking protein. And at that time, it wasn't considered significant, but for me, it was a wait to actually see a, a nephrologist. As you know, we work with a rheumatologist, and when the doctor noticed that my kidneys were leaking protein, I was referred to the kidney specialist. And this is kind of where the whole uh, discussion began about lupus nephritis, what should be done, and um, you know, moving on from there. Thank you for sharing that. There are a lot of other stories, a lot of other journeys out there. Um, but kidney problems affect, you know, upwards of 60% of people with lupus. So I think it's something that a lot of people out there can relate to. And so when you were diagnosed with lupus and then lupus uh, nephritis early on, what were you feeling and what were some of the initial, the first thing that you went to? Well, Lauren, I have to say with the diagnosis of lupus nephritis, it was somewhat surprising to me because prior to being diagnosed with lupus, I was having pain and fatigue. And it was noticeable to me that there was a change in my health. When it came to the issue of nephritis, um, I wasn't really aware of it because with kidney issues, you don't always feel pain or you might not really notice the symptoms um, mm -hmm. of issues with kidneys. And so I wasn't really aware that this could be an issue. You know, there was no indicator that, you know, my kidneys were having trouble. Um, so it was kind of surprising to me to know that, you know, this organ was affected by lupus because everything else I could kind of tell something wasn't right. And so for me, some of the things I started seeking out, I, I of course got on the, the web and started looking around trying to find resources. And at that time, you know, there wasn't really a lot of information on um, lupus nephritis. And so I actually found an organization near me that specialized in educating people with kidney disease who were living with kidney disease. Um, and so I started learning information there. I was able to connect with some other individuals in my community because I didn't know anyone else that had lupus nephritis. And so it was kind of isolating to me. And I, I honestly didn't want to really talk about it once I uh, realized it was pretty serious. And so that was very helpful for me to, uh, you know, learn some of the basics of managing kidney disease. Yeah, I think what you shared is really interesting and probably a lot of people um, 
a lot of other people have the same feeling that maybe you weren't ready to just talk about it with a lot of people. And so you were kind of looking, getting your information, getting your, you know, getting, learning about the self-management for lupus nephritis, but also maybe looking for other people who had a similar experience. And, you know, we have a couple of resources at the foundation and I find that they are really uh, active because, some of the best things for people with lupus and lupus nephritis is connecting with other people um, who understand yes. the ups and downs. Definitely. And I do want to touch on some of the LFA resources that I was able to add to my toolbox. You know, as we, as you know, now we have a great network of health educator specialists. Um, at the time that I was going through uh, the initial diagnosis of um, lupus nephritis, like I said, I didn't really want to connect with people and talk to, you know, someone just openly about living with kidney disease. I just felt like it wasn't the type of issue where um, I could take a medication and it would be okay. I ended up having to do dialysis due to the aggressiveness of my kidney disease. And so it was a pretty serious journey for me. And it was actually like a whole nother world that I had to learn. You know, I had just learned about lupus and I was pretty much still in the learning process of what lupus was, what do I need to do to manage it, what type of doctors and building my team. And then here comes, you know, this kidney issue. And it was a whole nother set of um, things I needed to learn. It was almost like a separate world in a way because there was a lot of information. Like I had to learn how to eat, um, you know, to um, do dialysis, how to work with a nephrologist, you know, um, things of that nature. So it was pretty overwhelming for me at first, but I was really helped by the information that I did received from the Lupus Foundation of America. And I didn't know that, you know, the kidneys were an organ that could definitely be affected by, by lupus. You know, I definitely knew the joint pain. I knew about the fatigue. I knew about the skin. But I was not aware that our, uh, you know, kidneys could be impacted so, uh, so detrimentally, I can say, or just so um, that it was likely i almost thought of it as something that was kind of rare even though i knew every organ is game i didn't think that it would be such a life-changing experience so when i saw that and i learned about that it kind of settled me a little bit and um, mm -hmm. helped me kind of come up with the plan of how to journey with this particular issue um, with lupus so really the understanding of what specific kidney organ involvement look like and what the treatment options mm -hmm. were and just how you're going to attack it and just kind of looking at that as an isolated okay I got it I got to take hold of kidney disease now mm -hmm. yeah and, and at the time exactly and and like I said at the time when this happened to me um, I had joined a support group but there was no one in the support group and there was no one around my local area because that I had met or knew that had uh, issues like me with the kidneys. And mm. even, even with that, uh, when I did meet people in the community, a lot of times they were older than me. 
Um, and so I didn't feel as open or as comfortable with trying to talk to people about it. In fact, for a while, I kept it pretty quiet and just kind of went through the treatment and, um, you know, getting my treatment plan together and going through the motions of of dialysis until I uh, reached out to this particular organization. And there were people that I met. And what really was the moment that really opened me up and I knew that I needed to do more about not only learning about lupus nephritis, but talking about it and trying to connect with others. Um, when I went to one of the meetings and people were in there laughing, because to me, you know, lupus nephritis was no laughing matter. And mm -hmm. I did learn mm -hmm. that people could have kidney disease for a bunch of different reasons. And lupus is one of them. You know, I didn't realize, you know, you could in a way still be happy because going to dialysis three times a week wasn't something that I saw as a, a type of treatment where I could have as much freedom as I wanted to. You know, like I said, it wasn't something I could take uh, a pill and then move around doing whatever I wanted to do um, or managing, you know, my rest and stuff. I had to report three times a week to a dialysis unit. And so, you know, that was pretty uh, limiting in a certain way for me, especially as a younger person um, doing that. So, as you know, people who are on dialysis are waiting for a kidney transplant. And I have to say, I built a whole nother family um, doing that. In the unit, I was in a small unit of about 10, with about 10 people, and we became friends in this journey. And the hope is, you know, to get a kidney transplant. And I have to say, some people can do it. Some people can't, you know, some people, uh, you know, don't want the option. They enjoy, you know, that pretty, that treatment um, for them. And so you're waiting, you're put on a wait list for a kidney transplant. And there's a lot of testing and factors that are involved. While you're on dialysis, you know, you can get the workup of uh, seeing if you're eligible, if you are healthy enough, you have to really take care of yourself. And for me, thankfully, after nine years of, of dialysis and getting stronger and having my uh, kidney disease and my lupus managed, I was able to get transplanted. And that was 13 years ago. I was transplanted in 2009, uh -huh. and it was a life-changing um, experience. It was actually probably the one of the most surreal experiences of my life, and I feel very fortunate to have that transplant because it's allowed me to basically come back to life, um, do what I'm doing now. I was teaching before and now I'm working with the lupus community through the Lupus Foundation of America. And so I just can't believe how this experience has changed my life and that that that, that was even 13 years ago. Well, I and I have to say, you know, your experience and in, in, in everything that you've been through you know, for everyone out there listening, this is why we're so excited to have you as a team and working uh, with care and support services because your experience is one that uh, people need to hear about. And so it really can help to inform the resources that we put out there. And and yeah. as you mentioned before, you know, we've we've grown throughout the years and it's 13 years ago when you um, got your transplant and many years before that when you were first diagnosed and We've got a lot more resources out there. So we have 
articles and expert information on the National Resource Center on Lupus on our website. We have two other episodes of this expert series on kidneys, and I hope that we continue to grow our resources so that we can just get better and better and offer more and more information and hope to people who have found themselves in your shoes. Yes, Lauren, and I have to say, I, I really want to touch on this. Um, when I received the diagnosis of lupus nephritis, there wasn't much that could be put in my hand. And now to see how this organization has definitely developed resources where they're now at our fingertips, I want to encourage everybody to take the time and use the National Resource Center on lupus to contact the health educator specialist and talk to them and not be, uh, you know, alone or quiet about it. I remember when I was looking for resources, I was just kind of out in the open Googling and looking around, you know, and it wasn't an organized space. So I would get education here or information here, information there. And as we know, you know, not all education is correct or credible information. Mm -hmm. And so to have, this type of information housed in a place that has been carefully thought out, carefully researched, and is credible is just amazing. I'm so excited to see that now and even to see the progress that has been made to see that we actually have two new lupus medications approved for treatment of lupus nephritis. Mm -hmm. I'm over the moon about that. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I'm really happy for the progress that the Lupus Foundation of America has made. And as things develop, just thinking of ways to make the information more accessible to the community has been so helpful. Even though I'm transplanted, you know, I still have lupus and I still need to manage it. I still need to, you know, make sure I'm doing and I'm well educated on it because this disease does evolve, you know, having the information at my fingertips in this resource has just been a beautiful thing. And I'm so fortunate and so grateful to even be a part of uh, the work of this organization and doing stuff like this for the community. Oh, you know, Wendy, I think you and I could gush for a while about how <laughs> how grateful we are for the opportunity to do this work. I think it, there is a lot to be said about serving folks with accurate health education. And I think you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. If anyone out there is feeling like you were feeling and you're looking for information and maybe you're just overwhelmed, you can reach out to health education specialists and let us know. It helps to inform what we put out and it helps to inform which experts that we seek out to get updates from. So it will continue to better the resources that we will put out for everyone. You know, you have shared with us so many great details of how you came to find out you had lupus and lupus nephritis. What advice do you have for those who, like you, are navigating their journey with lupus nephritis? Well, I have to say before and really during, use the resources that we have at lupus.org. Use the resource center. Um, Start doing your um, homework in a way. And, and learn the symptoms of lupus. If you think you have lupus, we have a great questionnaire called Could It Be Lupus? And start, you know, your own personal research, research and talk to your doctor. You know, um, as I mentioned with, with nephritis, you don't always have some type of indicator. You can have foamy urine. Uh, you will see swelling in your extremities, especially like your feet and ankles. 
those are indicators that you can have kidney issues. And so if you're noticing that, please, you know, put it on your radar and talk to your doctor, number one. If you do find yourself impacted with lupus nephritis, know, know the plan of, of caring for your kidney. You do need to be partnered not only with a rheumatologist, but a nephrologist. Um, when you have kidney issues, there are certain things you have to keep in mind. You have to really, in a way, uh, learn, like, know your numbers. So there's key things like your phosphorus, your potassium, um, monitoring your fluid intake. And so knowing that information is important for living a quality life. And so, you know, coming up with a plan, just like you would with lupus for the treatment, you have to do that with lupus nephritis. Taking medications on a schedule is important. Don't skip doses. Take it properly. If you're having issues with medications, let your doctor know so that things can be treated. And I know diet comes up a lot. There's not a specific lupus diet. However, when your kidneys are involved, there is a renal, a renal diet plan that can um, be utilized and that's important to uh, follow. And of course, research and know your treatment options. You know, not everyone will be like me where you end up having to do dialysis, but it's still just important to care for your kidney and know your treatment options, your med the medications that are out there for lupus nephritis and things you have to do to manage it and protect your kidney. You know, I'm, I'm so excited to see these two new medications and um, really cheer the work on so that people don't have to end up in a dialysis chair like I did because my lupus was so aggressive and that there's, um, you know, treatments out there to prevent that type of stuff if possible. So, you know, just stay informed, stay informed. I can't say it enough. Well, those are awesome tips. And for those of you listening and wanting to know exactly what treatments she's talking about, um, you can check out our website at lupus.org, and you can see research news at lupus.org forward slash news. You can find a list of the treatments for lupus at lupus.org forward slash treatments. So thank you so much, Wendy, for your time today. And for those of you listening in, you can find more information about lupus nephritis on the National Resource Center on Lupus by visiting lupus.org forward slash resources. And for more information about how lupus affects the kidneys, the latest in lupus nephritis treatment, and how to communicate with your doctor about new treatments, we invite you to join our upcoming live webinar, Lupus and You, Answers, Advocacy, Action, on March 30th from 7 to 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There will also be an opportunity for attendees to ask our presenters questions during a live Q&A panel. Additionally, celebrity Ernestine Shepard, the world's oldest female bodybuilder will be joining us for a motivational moment and to take audience questions. You do not want to miss this. The event is free and you can register for it at lupus.org forward slash lupus and you. For the latest information on lupus and COVID-19, please visit lupus.org forward slash coronavirus. To listen to additional episodes of the expert series, including episodes about lupus in the kidneys, please visit lupus.org forward slash the expert series where you can also subscribe to get alerts when new episodes are released. And if you'd like to speak with one of the health education specialists, you can go to lupus.org forward slash health educator 
or call 1-800-558-0121, extension 136. And finally, to connect with others with lupus from all over the world, I invite you to check out our online support community, Lupus Connect, where you can talk with others, find emotional support, and discuss practical insights for coping with the daily challenges of lupus. You can find the community at lupus.org forward slash lupus connect. Thank you and have a wonderful day.